so many angles that you can attack or address this passage in the gospel from. But I think it's important for us to see that what, what Jesus says or what is, what is at the heart of the gospel for me is the line where Jesus says, you know, if you truly believe without hesitation in your heart that what you ask will happen, then so it will be done for you. This is not an open slather, oh Lord, I want to win Tats Lotto, or doesn't quite work like that. But what Jesus is saying is that when our hearts and his heart have become one, when we have placed our lives in his hands, when we are one with Jesus, then our hearts will come together, our wills will come together. What we desire will be what God desires and vice versa because we're, we're growing in unity. Now, obviously, we can't be perfectly one with God as yet because we're sinners and we are not yet cleansed of all the effects of our sins in our lives either. But Jesus is putting before us that vision for our lives, a vision where our minds and the mind of the Lord, his mind, will become one. And we can begin to move in that reality. We can begin to move in that growing reality now. We don't have to wait till tomorrow. We don't have to, you know, leave it up to the holy saints. And if you leave it up to the holy priests, then you're going to be waiting a long time because we're no different to you. We have just the same struggles that you have, maybe even more. I don't know. But it's not going to happen if we wait for the priests and the religious and the so-called holy ones to do everything. Each one of us has been baptised. Each one of us has been given authority to, to live the full Christian life. And so we need to begin to exercise that authority, that becoming one with Christ, that baptism begins and makes a definitive change for us because our sins are forgiven and God welcomes us into his presence. And what we have to discover in our life in front of us is the ways in which we can bear the fruit that God wants us to bear in our lives so that we don't become like the cursed fig tree, useless and obviously next year it'll be cut down. Or maybe straight away it'll be cut down because it's not going to bear fruit anymore. So our lives will bear fruit when our minds and our hearts become one with Jesus, when we make that decision to be his disciples intentionally, uh, become his disciples, and we begin the process of walking with Jesus, growing in love for, for the Lord, growing in love with Jesus and growing in our discipleship, growing in our exercise of our baptismal, baptismal, I don't know what you call it, gift, reality, blessing, becoming one with God so that when our hearts and our minds are one with God, what we pray, what we do will be what God is asking us to do. And so if we 
do discern that Jesus wants that mountain over there to be thrown into the sea, we can speak to it and it will be thrown into the sea. Or when we see somebody who's sick and we sense that, this, that, that, that God wants to heal that person, then we can speak in the name of Jesus to that illness and tell it to be gone. When there are needs in the body of Christ, we can pray and the Lord will answer. But we have to be becoming one with the Lord. And finally, becoming one with the Lord means becoming one with each other as well. Because we are the body of Christ. We are the presence of Christ in the world. So we have to be of one mind and one heart. And then the life, the witness that we give as a community will have the authority of Jesus given to it because we are one with each other and one with the Lord.